Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We are picking up with day three of our Confidence and Calling devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick up with the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, and they say this. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. The devotional is titled Calling and Interruption, and it says this, It is so easy to be consumed with our own plans, whether at work or at home, going to the gym, a party, or even a wedding. We have our agendas in work, rest, and play, and interruptions inconvenience us and disrupt us, but they don't have to. They can, if we choose to embrace them, transform barren ground and frustration into fertile ground for growth in God, portals for his presence to be experienced, and greater confidence and calling. The call of God reverberates, resonates, and echoes in the ordinariness of daily life and can easily be overlooked. Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes in Life Together, We must be ready to allow ourselves to be interrupted by God. God will be constantly crossing our paths and canceling our plans by sending us people with claims and petitions. We may pass them by, preoccupied with our more important tasks. The Son of God was not immune to interruptions. On the contrary, those moments, it seems, are where some of his best-remembered work happened. His ministry started with, with an interruption when Jesus was at a wedding. It's downtime, an opportunity to hang out, to chat, and celebrate. Initially, it seems that Jesus is resistant to the interruption from his mom about the shortage of wine. It is not my problem or yours, is his initial reply. However, his mother's intuition is persistent, and the stage is set for heaven to break in. Water into wine— a sign that when Jesus declares he offers life to the full, he means it. Often, the most fascinating and interesting stories come as a result of being inconvenienced. Interruptions open doors for stories, adventures, and miracles. They are God's invitation to enter more deeply into calling and the work of his kingdom. And then there's some questions that say this. How do you respond to being interrupted? 
Can you recall a time in your life when an ordinary moment was transformed by an interruption? And how can you prepare yourself better to respond to heaven's interruptions? Yeah, this is so good. Mm-hmm. I had to fight the urge to interrupt you that whole time. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm okay. Dad jokes for days. But I just, I feel it overwhelmingly in my heart right now that God's plan should always supersede our plan. Yes. And if we're so busy filling our calendars with just random things to do, they don't feel random to us, but they may feel random when it comes to whenever we contrast them with God's plan, we have to be so welcoming to his interruptions. And I know that, I know I say this a lot, but I feel like as I'm reflecting, it's like I am the king of not making room Mm -hmm. for God's interruptions in my life. And so when I talk about this, I'm like, man, I really do got to do a better job because it's like we schedule every minute of every hour to try to be productive for our kingdom. And it doesn't always result in building his kingdom. But I do have a few quick little stories I would love to share about like um, great interruptions. The first of which is about my friend, actually both are about my friend James, which you guys, if actually, if you've been listening to this podcast for a few years, he was actually a guest on the podcast a few years ago. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. So, um, so I was hanging out with a friend in New York city named David and, uh, David and I were grabbing Chipotle burritos, just classic. And, you know, unfortunately we kept getting interrupted and it was like a very unfavorable interruption with what we're dealing with at that moment. And so David's like, Hey, I know we haven't caught up in a long time. Why don't you come back to the apartment that I'm staying at right now? Meet my friend, James, and then we can just catch up more there. I said, yeah. sure. So I went over there and I may, I met his friend, James yeah. fast forward several years later, James was a groomsman in my wedding. Yeah. And so what was a really annoying interruption as two friends are just trying to catch up mm-hmm. became me meeting one of my best friends right. and what a yeah. journey that has been. And so much so that James was sharing a story with me one time about an, an interruption from God that he ignored. Mm-hmm. James was on a, a road trip from like Kansas city to Oklahoma or something like that. Yeah. And as he's driving, driving, he's trying to make good time. And he sees this like brownish bag in the road Mm -hmm. and he kind of feels the prompting of the spirit say, Hey, stop the car and go get that bag. And you know, then his human side was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. It's not my problem. You know, kind of like what Jesus said in that moment. Yeah. And then, so he gets to this red light and he feels the spirit again, say, just, Hey, go, go move that bag. Yeah. And he says, no. And he keeps driving. He's like, no, like, you know, it's just a bag. So then he pulls up to the next light and he's like, you know what? I should turn around. And so he turns back around and on like this five minute detour, as he's crossing by on the other side of the road, he sees a car pulled over right behind that red paper bag that was actually a red brick and it popped that person's tire. And James went over and it was apologetic because he did have a chance to move it before, but he didn't respond to that. But the thing that he pointed out to me is that if he would have stopped and moved that bag, no one would have been any the wiser. Every yeah. car that would have passed on that busy road would not yeah. have known that he moved this bag that would have that could have prevented them from having a pop a tire. Yeah. And so sometimes God's interruptions look like having a new best friend. And sometimes it, God's interruptions look like you blessing people and, they, and they're never aware of the blessing. Right. And so we need to make sure that we're not worshiping just this insane adventure that can come along with interruptions, which is really exciting. Yeah. But we, we pursue it from a place of servanthood. Yeah. And it, we're looking for opportunities to bless people. Yeah. Like, for example, setting money aside into a generosity account where you're waiting for an opportunity yeah. for someone to be in need where you can bless them. Mm-hmm. We need to open up our schedule. And again, I'm preaching to myself right now, but... 
that's just that's just something I need to do better at with my schedule. I feel like I do it well with our finances, but yeah. I don't do it well with our time. Yeah, and I feel like as you were talking, all I kept hearing was quick obedience and how when we are slow to obey God, mm. we're actually walking in disobedience. And so when I think back to that story, it, it takes me back to moments in my life and my time. I mean, I used to always remember my parents say, be quick to obey. Because if you are standing in the road and you don't see a truck coming and you hear my voice say move and you don't obey quickly, your life is on the line. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like with us, if we hear a prompting or we feel a prompting from God, it is, we need to always be in like a readiness to respond. We don't need to go two more lights and until we respond, right? We need to act now. And that's why I think it's so important to be so in sync with the Father and with the Holy Spirit and every single day be asking the Lord, open my eyes to see these opportunities that you have. Open my ears to hear you when you say, go bless that person or turn the car around. Mm -hmm. Help me be so in sync with the Holy Spirit that even as I plan my schedule, I know where to leave margin in the day so that when interruptions come, anxiety doesn't arise, but excitement arises because I'm expectant that maybe this was the interruption from God today. And you view things different because I think so often our Christian walk, it just is like perspective shifts that change everything because I get so convicted by this because we do, we fill our calendars, we make our to-do lists and then an interruption comes and that means I can't get to X, Y, and Z. And then I'm like, dang it, I feel the weight of not completing everything I needed to quote unquote complete that day. But what is more important, me completing my to-do list or God's to-do list for the day? And so I think that this is such a lesson in perspective, in readiness, in obedience, and creating margin in your life so that you can see God move. Yeah, amen to that. I just want to reiterate what Tori's saying about creating that margin, whether it's financially, it's with our our talents or our time. Because if if God's interruptions do come into our life and it initially breeds anxiety or worry or what will happen to me or this thing, if I don't, if I don't do this because I'm being pulled over here, Mm -hmm. then we're probably too busy or we're probably not stewarding finances as well as we should. or we're probably not using our talents the way he has called us to. So just kind of a good litmus test for us to say is that it is whenever I'm being interrupted, do I get anxious? And if so, then maybe I should take a look at that and better understand why and how I can be more open to God's interruptions. That's good. Want to pray something out? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's devotional. We thank you for all the stories in the Bible where you show us that interruptions can be from you, Father. I pray that we would be so in sync with your spirit that as we plan our days, that we would do it in union with you, Father. That when interruptions come, we would look at them as maybe a blessing versus a burden, Father. Would we be so open to where you call us from day to day, God, as we walk out this adventure of life with you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When I was that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Adios. Adios.